I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Is the seller of your mutual fund, pension product, or insurance an agent or an advisor? The answer to this question will determine whose interest that person maximizes, yours or theirs. In July 2020, SEBI became the first Indian financial sector regulator to fix this issue. This is a special series of Money with Monica in which I'm decoding events, policy, and trends during the corona crisis as they happen. If you understand the difference between a doctor and a chemist, then you will understand the difference between an advisor and an agent. Just as the chemist should have no view on the medicine that you're taking because he doesn't know what problem you're trying to solve, it is the doctor to whom you will disclose what the problem is The doctor will make a diagnosis and then recommend some products. Similarly, an agent is just the person who vends the product. You go with the wish list and the person is supposed to sell that to you. He should have no view on what you're buying. An advisor will find out what your problem is, what your financial situation is and where you want to go with it. And then recommend a plan, a set of products, which you then go and buy. Financial sector regulators globally have grappled with this problem of the distinction between an agent and an advisor. The capital market regulator, SEBI, has been thinking about this since 2013. It has taken seven years for India to move on this. SEBI simply asked the question, are you an agent or are you an advisor? And the answer then will fix on what the person's income, where it can come from, how is that person is supposed to be compensated, who will compensate and what sort of responsibilities that person has. Remember, an advisor will have what is called a fiduciary responsibility, which means that his advice must be suitable to you, which means that if a 70-year-old person goes to buy a high-risk sector fund, the advisor will say no. The advisor will not recommend a high-risk product to a low-risk person. The agent, on the other hand, will simply vent what the person is asking for. So the fiduciary responsibility is of the advisor in recommending suitable products. So SEBI began in 2013 asking the question. There's been four consultation papers. There have been wide-ranging discussions within the industry, outside the industry, a lot of heat has been generated. But earlier this year, in July 2020, SEBI fixed the problem. It has come out with the final uh, regulations. It will get notified. But here is what SEBI is going to do. It is telling individuals that you can choose to be either an advisor or an agent. You cannot be both. The advisor community will have a much higher level of net worth requirement, educational qualifications, 
and responsibilities towards their clients. The agents are simply vending products. They will continue to earn trail commissions. Remember, mutual funds went no load, which means the product doesn't carry a front commission, which is embedded in the cost of the product. If you invest 100, 100 goes to work. The agent is compensated through the expense ratio every year in what is called the trail commission. The advisor gets no money from the um, AMC, from the mutual fund, directly or indirectly. That advisor is compensated by the customer through a fee. The advisor can make a plan, recommend a set of products and then execute it through the direct plan. The direct plan, remember, carries no commissions. So for, for, the, for the client, it's, it's like a whole solution. He's paying a fee and the advisor is also executing the plan. There's no conflict of interest there. For a non-individual, which means firms, um, corporate agents, banks, they can be both. Now, it sounds a little unfair, but it isn't. Because at the pan level, at the client level, they have to demarcate whether this client is an advised client or a distributed client. Remember, the mutual fund, uh, our accounts are linked to a PAN number and it's unique. So there can be no ambiguity as if uh, as to a particular PAN number cannot be both. It has to be one. And on that will depend the sort of services the bank will give. So it's been a slate of hand that SEBI has used and we will have to see the evidence on the ground. But from here, it looks as if this problem of this ambiguity of whether it's an agent or an advised client or a distributed client gets solved when you segregate at the PAN level, at the client level. This is what SEBI has done. Now let's look at what the other regulators have been doing. IRDA, which oversees the 35 trillion rupee life insurance industry, has never even asked this question as to whether the person selling insurance is an advisor or an agent. The very high front commissions are embedded into the product saying that the customer needs advice. But that entity behaves like an agent. There is no responsibility. There is no fiduciary. There is no accountability to the sort of sales which happen in life insurance in India. And then in 2016, because both committee had put a lot of pressure on financial sector regulators to clean it up, IRD did something really strange. It's, it's weird what really happened on the ground. It went ahead and split the intermediation industry into three. So there were agents and there were intermediaries like brokers, uh, online portals, banks, with more than half their income coming from insurance and intermediaries with less than half. So that distribution market is split on a very strange non-first principle account where you don't know what the logic of this is. And then worse, what IRDA does is that it legitimizes the under-the-table payments that insurance agents were getting over and above the legitimate commissions and calls them rewards. So now, the first-year reward plus commission that an insurance agent gets is 42%. One lakh premium you give, 42,000 is what the agent legally takes. Illegally, what is happening, we still don't know. And this is for a 12-year-plus regular premium traditional policy. From the second year onwards, still the life of the policy, the commission drops to 7.5%. 
seven and a half thousand rupees on a lakh. First year commission is forty two thousand. What do you think the agents are doing? They're hard selling the first policy, and then the incentive is on the table to go on selling new policy every year rather than renewing it. So IRDA is completely it's another generation away from. the space that sebi has reached with its advisor regulations rbi has been again very ambivalent towards household investors of products through the banking channel and has consistently pushed responsibility away at other regulators in 2016 again rbi comes out with this uh, regulation which says that banks have to hive off advisory into a subsidiary this does nothing to solve the problem of bank officers misselling products to the uh, banking clients because rbi is not fixing responsibility on suitability on uh, non churning metrics nothing so as far as the regulators go both irda and rbi need to understand from sebi this first principle approach of differentiating between an advisor and an agent and then in put in place the regulations required and if this doesn't happen i think it is really up to the finance minister maybe nirmala sitharaman becomes the first finance minister of india who looks after household savers and investors interests and stop this destruction of household savings which happens because of the insurance products and it happens because bankers are selling toxic products that's all that i have today i will be back for more so please do keep writing in to me at moneywithmonica@livemin.com Till next time stay healthy and stay wealthy This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.